Welcome to another episode of Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaways. This is a big episode, folks, because this is producer Nick's final show with us before he goes on uh, an impulse package holiday that he's booked to yeah. Lanzarote. Now, this is this is how the other half live, right? Because, uh, Bush, I know you're looking forward to the weekend, but just remind everybody where you're going to be going at the end of the week. Cumbria. <laughs> <laughs> Cumbria. <laughs> Where are you going? Lanzarote. Lanzarote. Well, I never. He's just going to lie there with a book and read and uh, and just uh, oh, can you imagine what that is like? When, when, enjoy it now. I don't want to sound like a ghost of Christmas future, but enjoy it now because when you have kids, if you're going to have kids, you can't just lie by the the, the pool anymore and no, just relax. You end up going to Cumbria. So just make the most of it. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. I, I thought my day was taking a turn on the way in today. Is there anything worse than being on a train and it pulls into the station and as it slows up, you turn to the side and you see that the platform is full of a school trip? Thinking, oh, come oh, on. Got another ten minutes on this train. I really don't need this carriage to be turned into this jabbering noise of a school trip. It's bad, isn't it? Because you feel like oh, they're all like cool little kids with high vis vests and think, oh, that's cute. But at the same time, I think I'm not sitting in that lot. Sitting amongst them. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. With like a kid pulling the face at you. Immediately, just pick up my bag, pick up my coat, move down to another carriage. I'm such a Grinch. But the flip side of that is the other emotion that comes in is the sheer admiration for the teachers. I think if I was the teacher that was taking that school trip, knowing that it involves a trip on a train through London, then getting through gates and onto a tube in London, making sure that they're all getting off the tube that got on the tube and then wherever they're going and then they've got to go do it all again home later and make sure no one's getting... I don't think I would have slept the night before. I remember uh, Darren Cook from my year at school back in the day in Torquay. He got left behind when there we went go. on a school trip to, talk, uh, to, to London from Devon and he had legendary status because we got back on the bus they did a head count Darren was gone that must be the <laughs> recurring nightmare of any teacher organising a school trip but I'm thinking there's a little game here to be played responsibility top trumps if you have at any time in your life done a you might be doing it right now yeah but if you've done a job or, or been in a position where you have had great responsibility like that teacher I don't know maybe you you run a car rental business at Gatwick and you've got 500 car keys at your disposal that's a position of responsibility what about those people I'm always admi admi very much in admiration of those people who are the first to open up like shops imagine you're in charge of like top shop and you open it up for all the other staff that would be great responsibility huge power huge responsibility so a game of responsibility top trumps underway right now on home time if that is you if you've been in that position tell us what it is do you know what I've just been racking my brain I don't think I've ever been in a position of responsibility in my entire life never had the keys to lock anything up never closed anything at the end or been there first do you think that is just how things have gone or people have decided to pass by giving you that responsibility I think people have, have looked me up and down and thought <laughs> not, not going to do it it's not worth it Laura's texted 812.15 to text tweets to Absolute Radio uh, it's similar vibe to the school trip. She says, I work for an older person's charity. We arrange trips to take the people out for the day. I regularly 
don't sleep the day before we do a trip in case someone wanders off and gets lost. Imagine losing a nana. Yeah. Awful. A nana loose in London. She'd probably have a brilliant time, to be honest with you. Uh, Kath has tweeted, I used to be responsible for opening and sorting postal pools coupons. Ooh. Imagine if they won and I'd miss the envelope. Oh, it'd be terrible, wouldn't it? I can't awful. even imagine it. Uh, Tess in Warwickshire says, Top Trump's responsibility. When I was 15, I worked part-time in a local pharmacy and after a few months of demonstrating I was a trustworthy person, I was trusted with cashing up the weekly takings from the safe and walking with thousands of pounds worth of money to the local post office to pay it in. It still baffles me now how there was no concern about me losing it en route or being mugged. I did this job from the age of 15 to 21 until I graduated university. 15! Taking all that stuff! With great power comes great responsibility. Uh, Tom, what have you got for us? Basically, I'm responsible and, and still are currently as well for the production of dying across the uh, the whole UK. Wow. <laughs> and the world, actually. The world, sorry. So you, Tom, are uh, responsible for the worldwide, worldwide production of dime bars across the United Kingdom. Yeah, and the world. That's correct, yeah. Yes, anyway. <laughs> Tom, I mean, I, I, I venture to say we might as well shut this whole operation down right now. This is it. This is incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. So, Tom, did you did you strike a deal with IKEA? Because I love the way that IKEA have loads of packs of dime bars yeah. in there. There's an unusual alliance, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. So they're our biggest customer. Um, basically, they absolutely love the minis as well as obviously the standard bars as well. Um, but yeah, they they make up probably around fifty to sixty percent of the world's production is just IKEA. Tom, so, um, if, if yeah, you are massive. this global production person, give us one fact that the home time listers, whilst they're down the pub with their mates tonight over a little bowl of peanuts and a pint, can drop in an amazing fact about dime bars. What would it be? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. That is, um, I think if I had to be any, it'd be so whenever we produce the limited edition flavour, like uh, mint or a lemon. We can't make anything else on the line, so the whole line has to produce that one flavour, and it basically closes completely for everything else. So if you ever see an out of stock, it's probably because of that. <laughs> if that fact came out when I was on a night out, I'd probably knock it on the head again. <laughs> No offence, Tom. <laughs> Top Trumps you've done very well with. The well fact. done. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Helen says, Hi, boys. At the tender age of 22, I was a cinema projectionist responsible for the running of ten screens almost simultaneously. Oof. I'd only been in the job for a couple of months, and on one of my first solo shifts, I accidentally put Kill Bill on instead of Finding Nemo to a sold-out <laughs> screen of kids. Wow. The incident was referred to thereafter as Kill Nemo. Emo. Do you know what? I, I, kid-wise, that would have been amazing. Imagine that. It'd be a legend. Uh, this one is from Kenny. It says, I was a prison officer for 11 years at HMP Belmarsh. I had to look after up to 216 prisoners on a house block and made sure they were fed on time, had their exercise and went to work and education at the right times. It was very stressful, but fulfilling job. I loved every minute of it. And again, we didn't get an answer last time, did we? Apparently, the length of your chain how high up the prison organisation you are. There you are. go. What have you done that will impress us? The responsibility that you had. Uh, we've got someone on the line who has the same name as my dad. It's Nigel. Impress us with your responsibility. What do you do? I'm an airline pilot, so I've got 344 passengers um, who were set behind me and 14 crew. Wow. Uh, Where do you fly to? Well, what's, what's the kind of route that you do then, Nigel? Well, I used to, I was about to say, because unfortunately Norwegian's now gone bankrupt. Uh, so we used to fly out of Gatwick and over to Los Angeles uh, or out of Oslo, over to New York or Boston. Uh, so you're regularly doing transatlantic or down to Bangkok, etc. as well. Wow. So what are you doing at the moment then? If obviously there was sorry to hear about uh, the company going under. I 
previously was an army officer and I've worked in electronic warfare before. So now I work in cybersecurity. I still work in aviation um, and I still kept my instructor qualifications. But um, so I've got kind of dual streams to my work now. Well, it's wow. just as responsible, really, in Isn't some it? respects. Yeah. I bet you never lose the patter then. Would you be able to do us a bit of uh, bit of over the intercoms if you're about to push away from uh, and taxi out to go and fly your plane? Uh, we certainly could do so. I'd like to give you a very warm welcome today, ladies and gentlemen. I bought our Boeing 787 Dreamliner, shortly departing London Gatwick or Los Angeles. We're going to be cruising at 43,000 feet above mean sea level. That's 13 and a bit kilometres. And we're going to be heading over there at 0.85 max. That's 85% of the speed of sound. It's going to be minus 56 and a half degrees outside. But what I'd like you to do now is just sit back, strap yourselves in, relax and listen to flight attendants taking you through the safety briefing whilst we complete our final bits of paperwork so we can get our flight underway. Welcome aboard. Wow! <laughs> Still got it. Still got it, Nigel. Some amazing people tonight. We have. And we've got Julia on the line right now. Julia, tell us your responsibility. Well, I um, used to work for a company in Newbury, mm-hmm. as I should name them, and um, I was responsible for taking the employees' children to uh, the pantomime at Christmas. Right. And we used to meet up at Reading and people from different areas would come along and with children from different offices. So I got the children on the bus, went down to Reading, saw the show, it was great. Got them all back on the bus, got back to Newbury and I had one extra. (laughs) (laughs) How do you do that? Not, Not one less, one too many. Now I had one too many and I went into panic mode and I ended up having to put the child in my own car and driving them back to Reading to try and find their parents. Wow, so like I can imagine like if you've got one child too few, you know instantly what that kid is. Whereas if there's one too many, what do you do? Do you have to like ask them a question that maybe one of them wouldn't know? It's like they're an imposter? Yeah, they were young. <laughs> like, where do you come from? That's amazing. So you went down you went down the bus asking them where where do they come from? That must have instilled confidence in the rest of the kids. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if he was short. I can't remember, but I must have miscounted. I obviously can't count very well. <laughs> wow. Amazing. I mean, what do you do now? If, I, if you don't mind us asking, what do you do now? Has this sprung you onto a career in anything else? Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> no, I work for myself now. Fantastic. I'm not responsible for anybody. Probably for the best. No offence. Probably the safest option. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I went to have my eyes tested at the opticians this morning. I knew this moment was coming. I couldn't uh, keep running forever. She told me I've got to have verifocals. <laughs> so that is it. That is game. Genuinely, my, I'm going to write this in my diary. Today, that's game over for me. <laughs> in the peak of the 90s, going to clubs and parties, festivals, went to Las Vegas with my friends, wherever. We had a brilliant time. Fast forward to 2022, verifocals. I don't even know what they are. Like, they're making them at the moment. I've got to go in in a week's time to get them. What is that going to make me look like Sid Little? Is it like the bottom of a pint of, you know, a cup of tea or something like that? So, it's strange. Both of us have been in for eye tests within the last week. We've both got glasses on order. I didn't have... I'm not yet at the stage. This isn't like one-upmanship, but but I'm not yet at the stage where I need the very focus. Because you don't wear your glasses all the time. I don't, but you do, so So. you need them. But my understanding of your very focal, and I could have got this wrong, is that they very gradually, from the top of the lens, 
change Brilliant. on the way down, whereas Great. your bifocal, I think, is the one that looks like it's got more of a magnifying glass at the bottom. I'm going to look like Curly Watts. <laughs> That's what's going on, man. I'm going to look like Curly... Do you know what she said to me as well? She said, you can either have very focals, and I was thinking, oh, my, this is the pit. It was like, you know the bit in Jaws where he goes forwards and then the background goes backwards? Yeah. It was like that for me. And she said, well, if you don't want that, um, you could just get yourself some reading glasses and maybe keep them on the top of your head. <laughs> like a, you know, 65-year-old or something like that. So... I am, I am, I'm ha I feel haunted today, so I just thought this hour of the show mainly to make me feel a little bit better. If there's something in your life that's happened recently, maybe something that happened to your body that signalled that your party days are over, get in touch. So, like Richard's just tweeted, said, uh, uh, I had a fall the other day. I stacked it down the stairs. I'm considering one of those alarms on a necklace. <laughs> that's the kind of thing that we're after. So, I'm at the stage where if I go for a run, and I enjoy running, as you know, but if I go for a run the next day, when I am walking downstairs in the morning, my knees will grind like a pestle and mortar. <laughs> and that is a pretty depressing sound to hear as you walk. That's party days are over. Party days are gone. Nicole says in the supermarket yesterday, the lady in front of me in the queue asked if the sweets I were buying were for my grandchildren. <laughs> They're teenage children of mine. I said, I'm not old enough to be a granny. I also have bifocals for driving, she asked. Oh, cheers. Thanks for putting the boot in. <laughs> Uh, Rich says, on a recent dental visit, a couple of my teeth are so clapped out, they were talking about dentures. Implants, not an option by all accounts. I'm 50. Uh, Mick says, I, I now can't walk past a skip without having a good old nosy. Who knows what treasure stroke reusable plasterboard these guys might be throwing out. That's another part of it. Uh, Darren speaks specifically here. When it reaches Wednesday and you realise you've only just recovered from the Friday nights, you then realise party weekends may never return. I don't think I could do two nights out on the trot now. Oh, no, that's gone. Ever again, ever again. Uh, Anne says, I joined the Verifocal Club about two years ago. It's not, oh, I don't want to turn this into a club. We'll do a newsletter, if everyone can read it. Uh, it says, but my, my recent eye test, not only did I need stronger prescription for my very focals, I also needed computer glasses. So whilst at work, check this out, Larry Grayson here, whilst at work, I have to have a pair of glasses on my face and a pair on one of those string things hanging around my neck. Brilliant. Uh, we've got Sarah on the line. What happened to you? Well, I've been single for a while and I've been looking occasionally on dating websites. Right. And some of the men have looked sort of young or not quite, you know... Maybe that they just wouldn't be sort of gelled with me at all. But then I was just sitting watching telly one evening and the, um, am I allowed to say bird's eye? Of course you are. Yes. came on and I, like I'd come into the room and didn't notice it was an advert as such and I thought, oh, he's quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the captain. Like, well, yes, the captain with like the beard, like the grey beard and everything. And I did think, oh, he's about my age and he's quite nice. You know? <laughs> yes. And I finally went off and I realised it was like Captain Bird's eye. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's it, isn't it, obviously. Game over. What's your, there has been a rebrand with Captain Bird's Do you remember, you used to look like Uncle Albert and was on a submarine full of kids. And then <laughs> something some changed. And now he's on like a cool Scandi boat when there's like, you know, it's all a bit kind of, he's a bit Scandi with his roll neck and everything. He does look quite mm -hmm. dashing now. But, you know, sort of, I suppose you could, you know, look, he'd be pushing hipster, wouldn't he? But, you know. Something to do with his hips, probably, I think. <laughs> Sarah, head on down to the uh, supermarket this evening, buy some fish fingers and just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you ever so much. I'll take your advice. <laughs>
Faye says, Bush and Richie, last time I went out to a nightclub, the bouncers on the door said hello girls to the girls in front of me, hello ladies to my friends. When I walked through, they said hello dear. I'm 43. <laughs> Can't go clubbing anymore. Uh, this text here says, my party days are definitely done. I have to turn the radio down in the car so that I can see better. Do you know what? I do that as well. <laughs> it really is game over. Uh, Jane, what's happened to you? I went yesterday to get an eye... Sorry, I've got a cough. An eyebrow wax and tinge, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. do. And uh, as I was laying there, the, the young girl that was doing it, she was quite young, which I could understand. She thought I was an old bag. But um, she uh, stood there and she said, have you ever considered having um, Botox in your crow's feet? Well, <laughs> 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 uh, crow- I didn't know what crow's feet were. I thought she you know, you keep shoes on night and so. Oh, my. How does that make you, must have made you feel like Widow Twanky or something? It did, it did. And I felt like just wanting to get up and say, right, she'd only done the one at the time, so I couldn't get up and walk out. <laughs> you can't go with one tinted eyebrow and one not. Exactly. <laughs> so I, um, I just said to her, no, I haven't really considered Botox in my crow's feet. And I started laughing. And she said, what you could do with a bit of filler, you know, it may, it may not enhance your eyes. And I said, OK, I'll think about it. <laughs> so you're not ruling it out. That's the main thing. No, I won't be going back. <laughs> well, look, everyone knows Absolute Radio is at the forefront of radio technology. We can actually see down the radio right now and you don't need yeah. it. Absolutely. Oh, oh, I don't know. I'll tell you, I'm, re- I'm reaching that age now, you know what I mean, where I think I'm, I'm starting to need everything. Everything's starting to drop and just fall out. <laughs> At least you don't need very vocals. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I've got them. I've got them. Oh, okay. the, the game really is over. The game's over. Thank you for your game over stories tonight uh, when life in the cosmos has kind of told you that your party days are well and truly over. Andy says, I realised I was old when I googled Captain Jones's age in Dad's Army and it turned out to be three years younger than me when it started. <laughs> it's bad. Ali's in St Albans says, I went to the Turkish barbers for a shave. He's asked me if I wanted him to dye my beard. Game over. This is... Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. You'll get this, Bush. You know, obviously, uh, you and I are various uh, different uh, bits of social media. You'll put something up sometimes on social media and you'll think, oh, they'll love this. Loads of stuff will come back on this. Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) And then you'll put something up that is just sort of like you've put little or no thought into whatsoever. Loads of people, all right? Yeah. Uh, Well, one of the ones that always gets... Loads of people come back. Is is when I talk about my spikes, my aerating sandal spikes. They're back out today. Been back out in the garden, spiking and airing my lawn. So many people just going. These look great. Where'd you get these from? Can I ask where you got these from? They look good. They're very sturdy, better than mine. Where'd you get them from? I've just had my father-in-law message me saying, I've just seen on your Instagram that you have been spiking your lawn. Where have you got those from? I wouldn't do that. If you paid me. What do you mean? Go out in in the lawn and spike the, the grass. Honestly, if I could tarmac our back garden, I'd do it. Hate it. I, I love living in a flat. Can't be arsed with gardens. What is your problem with grass? It's just a, like a complete pain in the backside. I, genuinely, I'm not just saying that to be, like, you know, uh, con- contrary. I just find it a complete pain in the backside. Do you not like the smell of cut grass? Is it, every spring and summer, it's always one of the most favourite smells when people talk about, like, summer smells. Oh, yeah, you can go past, go past your local field and have a smell of that. But I can't be bothered with... I, I just couldn't do it. I saw the video of you stomping around like someone out of a 1920s movie <laughs> and I just thought, I can't... I don't know what is going on. What is that about? Can't believe I'm working with a lawn denier. I am. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway.
A charity that is close to our hearts, the Teenage Cancer Trust offers support for young people and their yearly series of gigs they put on goes a long way to help raise not only awareness but vital funds for the important work that they do. Uh, so for you to win these tickets tonight, we are looking for super fans of The Who. Uh, we have reversed yet another classic song, this time obviously from The Who. If you can give us the name of the song, you could be winning the tickets. What's this? Another classic from our producer, Nick. It's equally slightly sinister, which I like. That's something about it. I kind of like it. How are you, Guy? I'm fine and dandy, thank you very much indeed. Uh, what's, for tin- uh, what's for dinner tonight, Guy? Um, I don't know. It's a bit of a surprise. My other half has got something special. I'm just picking up some dessert on the way home. So, oh, so, so is, has she said that it is something special, or are you just calling it something special, or how do you know well, it's special? It, it will be because she's doing it. Oh, very diplomatic. I would also suggest if Guy is going to get dessert, unless he lives a life where they have dessert every night, he knows it's something special for Maine. What dessert are you going to get then? I'm going to get, I think, uh, some nice crumble and custard, oh. but pre-made by somebody else, not homemade one. So, do you, do you ever think sometimes going to get a Vianetta? You don't see that enough these days. Do you know what I mean? Oh well, yeah, I've, I've had a Vianetta race with somebody before eating eating several of them. Oh, well, that's... Well. You don't see that on Sky Sports much, <laughs> no. but you should do. But it will soon be on home time, because it's a great idea. Brilliant uh, idea. Guy, what was the song? It's Babber O'Reilly. Let's have a listen. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, Guy, you are off to see The Who at the Royal Albert Hall, all in support of the Teenage Cancer Trust. Well done, sir. That's absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much indeed. Good lad. Enjoy your tea. If you weren't lucky enough to win tickets, then you can still buy yours now at absoluteradio.co.uk. The Teenage Cancer Trust are presenting a series of gigs for the whole week, including the likes of Liam Gallagher and a special comedy night. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. So there you go. There's another uh, uh, podcast episode for you in the back. I, I don't want to get into trouble with the Cumbrian um, tourist. Uh, tourist board. I feel like I was slagging them off at the beginning because we're going to go to like Vindolanda and all that kind of stuff and do walk Hadrian's Wall. So there's lots of good stuff in Cumbria, but mm. you wouldn't want to relax and have a beach holiday. But there. you gave you gave you gave young Nicholas uh, a warning of uh, you know Christmas future and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I don't think I've left this country for four years. And how old is my son now? Four years old. That was the, that's the tag, though, isn't it? But you'll be able to go next summer. <laughs>